Let me see. Um, here we go. This is a long one. I'm going to get attacked while I read this because it's long as fuck. All right. Another nigga from Los Angeles writes the boss, Mike. He say a boss, Mike. I'm a nigga out here with no bitches on the team right now. As I just lost my bitch in a bizarre fashion. Listen to my situation about four years ago. I had a bad bitch on the team that was admittedly out of my league. This bitch was used to fucking with niggas in the game. And I was a nigga with a good job that looked like I was in the game. We linked up and I, we, we linked, we linked up. I got turned out by excellent pussy and mouth. And a bitch could tell. So she started treating me accordingly. I tried to hold on to a bitch. But as she was out and about with her bitches, all of whom fuck with niggas that was in the game and reputable street niggas, my bitch started dibbling, dabbling with different niggas. One nigga in particular that was kind of my homie but has always been low-key jealous of me and I cannot tell you why because he always had more paper than me. Began to wear my bitch down and stole my bitch. I say he stole my bitch because it had gotten back to me that she was recklessly flirting with this nigga out in the open at some club in Hollywood all up in his section. So I pressed the bitch about it and she fired me. It was embarrassing as fuck, yet I accepted it. Then the next thing you know, my ex bitch was now his bitch. His bitch for real. I kept it pushing. Years passed and the nigga that took my bitch took back to back L's and was, was reduced to not being a nigga with the bag anymore. I, on the other hand, had escalated, acquired some rental properties and started having a popping carpet cleaning business. I'm up now along the way. I met a new bad bitch, a bad bitch, flower girl type bitch, not materialistic. She like a bad bitch, Erica, Erica Badu type bitch. Now, when we linked up, that bitch told me to never cheat on her and we would be straight. She emphasized. No, nigga, really do not cheat on me because I will know. I was like, okay, I got you. Now, a few months ago, I was out and about with my bro... I was in my new Tesla and we was ducked off in the Hollywood spot. Then boom, I see my ex bad bitch. She comes into my section still looking bomb. I could see a bitch had been through some shit, but a bitch was still flirting with me and talking to me like a bitch had done nothing wrong to me. A bitch grabbed my dick in the club and it was like the bitch had spiritual power over me. She asked, could we step outside and smoke a blunt? We went to the Tesla and she drank 
the babies. As soon as I busted a knot, I was like, it's time to go. A bitch asked, could we link up in the future? And I was like, maybe. But I got a new bitch, though. The bitch was heated. And I went on home feeling good about disappointing the bitch. I hit up my main bitch the next day and she was serious as fuck. None of the usual joy in her voice. She told me to pull up. We needed to talk. I was like, okay. I pulled up on the bitch and the bitch told me we was done. I was shocked as fuck. I was like, we was good yesterday. What the fuck? Then the bitch told me I told you not to cheat on me. I stood firm and I said I never cheated on her. Knowing I had just got my dick sucked the other night. She looked at me dead in my face and said, nigga, I know you cheated. That's it. That's all. Now, boss, Mac, the bitch has completely cut me off. Now, you probably thinking a bitch snitched on me, but no, these bitches do not know each other. I never posted my new bitch on the gram ever. These bitches are from two completely different worlds. My flower, my flower girl bitch does practice some type of magic. And I looked over that shit. Since the bitch left, I've been feeling super shitty about this shit. I feel like I should tell a bitch my reasoning behind what I did and plead my case. Before it's all said and done. That's a good one, ain't it? That's some good one, ain't it? That's a good one, ain't it? He said the bitch practices some type of magic and he overlooked that shit. Yeah. Hold on. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I told y'all niggas, man. Hey, man, let me say this, man. If a bitch is, uh, you can't, you can't plead your case to a bitch about why you did what you did, bro. Like, you, you, you can't plead your case to her. She's not going to understand. You're going to be snitching on yourself more. She probably already know. And I'm going to tell you, man. I'm going to tell y'all niggas, man. I'm going to tell y'all niggas, man. Shit is real out here, man. Um, with the magic and shit like that, bro. And I know a lot of niggas is like, Boss Mac, 
you talking brazy. You 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 always be talking this weird shit, uh, this spiritual shit, and all this type of shit. But I'm telling y'all niggas, you need to be mindful of these bitches that y'all be fucking with. You need to be paying attention to your bitches when you when you interacting with bitches, man. You need to really pay attention when you walk in a bitch house. Some of these bitches be having shit hanging over the door, little, little, uh, be having shit hanging over the door. Bitch, look over there. You look over there, bitch, have a motherfucking dream catcher and some other shit, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Now, just to, just to vibe with y'all niggas. I, I I have a I have I have something that I would like to read to niggas and niggas could take this as you want to take it. You could take this as you want to take it. I'm I'm just gonna flow and glow a a few passages from this right here. I got this book right here. Um, let me show you what it is. This is uh this is this is Zora. This is Zora Neal. Hurston, Zora Neale Hurston, Harlem Renaissance bitch from the Harlem Renaissance bitch from down bitch. Okay, now this is like a book of short stories, and one of these stories in here is is called Uncle Monday. Uncle Monday in her little town, where, wherever this bitch was from. Uncle Monday. Get the likes up for the ball smack. I'm going to read just a little. I'm going to read a couple of passages. And this is going to be in some country type of reading. So bear with a nigga. This ain't, this ain't like Socrates or none of this other philosophical type of shit. This is some different type of linguistics. Bear with a nigga. Now, fuck with me on this. Now. They say, now this is about Uncle Monday. They say that Uncle Monday has a singing stone. And that is why he knows everything without being told. Whether he has a stone or not, nobody thinks of doubting his power as a hoodoo man. He is feared but sought when life becomes too powerful for the powerless. Mary Ella Shaw backed out on Joe Nathan Moss the day before the wedding was about to have come off. Joe Nathan had even furnished the house and bought rations for his people, her people. Everybody tried to make her marry the boy. He loved her soul. And besides, he had put out so much of his little cash to fix for the marriage. But Mary Ella just wouldn't. She had seen Caddy Bruton. And she was one of the kind who couldn't keep her heart still after her eye had wandered. So Joe Nathan's mama went to see Uncle Monday. He said, since she is the kind of woman that lets her mind follow her eye, she will have to let her, we'll have to let the snake bite 
cure itself. You gone home, never, no man will keep her. She can grab the world full of men, but she'll never keep one longer than from one full moon to the other. Fifteen years passed. Mary Ella has been married four times. She was a very pretty girl and men just kept coming. But not one has ever stayed with her longer than 28 days. Besides her four husbands, no telling how many men she has shacked up with for a few weeks at a time. She has eight children by as many different men, but still no husband. You feel me? Okay, let me continue. This is another. So that was a bitch that got cursed right there, right? Now, let me, let me read about the nigga that gets cursed right here. Let me just flow and glow this. John Wesley Hogan was another driver of sharp bargains in love by his own testimony and experience. All women from 8 to 80 were his meat, but the woman who was sharp enough to make him marry her wasn't born, and her mama was dead. They couldn't frame him, and they couldn't scare him. Miss Bradley came to him nevertheless about her dinky. She called him out from his workplace and said, John Wesley, you know I'm a widder woman and I ain't got no husband to go to the front for me. So I reckon I got to do the talking for me and my child. I come in the humblest way I know how to ask you to go ahead and marry my child before her name is painted on the signpost of scorn. If it had not made John Wesley so mad, he would it would have been funny to him, so he asked her scornfully, Woman, what you take me for? You better get out of my face with that mess. How you reckon I know who Dinky been fooling around with? Don't try to come at me with that mess. Come, come at, come. Don't try to come that mess over me. I've been all over the North. Ain't none your fool. You must think I'm big boy. They killed big boy shooting after Fat Sam. So there ain't no more fools in the world. Ha ha, all the women I done seen, I tell you like they, like the monkey told the elephant, don't bull me, big boy. If you want Dinky to get married off so bad, go and grab one of these country clowns. I ain't your man, taint no use. You go running to the high sheriff, neither. I got Witnesses to prove Dinky no more. I do. Miss Bradley didn't bother with the sheriff. 
All he could do was to make John Wesley marry Dinky. But by the time the interview was over, that wasn't what the stricken mother wanted. She, she waited till dark and went to, over to see Uncle Monday. Everybody says you don't have to explain things to Uncle Monday. Just go over there and you will find that he is ready for you when you arrive. So he set Miss Bradley down at a table facing a huge mirror hung on the wall. She says he had a loaded pistol and a huge dirk lying on the table before her. She looked at both the weapons, but she couldn't decide which one she wanted to use. Without a word, he handed her the gourd full of water, and she took a swallow. As soon as the water passed over her tongue, she seized the gun. He pointed it towards the looking glass. Slowly, the form of John Wesley formed in the glass, and finally stood as vivid as life before her. She took careful aim and fired. She was amazed that the mirror did not shatter. But there was a loud report. A cloud of bluish smoke and the figure vanished. On the way home, Brazel told her John Wesley dropped dead. And Mr. Watson had promised to drive over Orlando in the morning to get a coffin for him. Now, I know y'all probably like ball smack you full of shit reading that. And this is an old book and shit. But this is Zora Neale Hurston from the Harlem Renaissance. You know, talking about magic. You understand me? So y'all niggas out there. You feel me? Y'all niggas out there. Be mindful of what you dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Be mindful. I know y'all I know I wore y'all niggas ears out with that. Let me see. Uh, it's a, it's another thing.